Andrew Porter Show, 3 o'clock. Ron Patrick behind the glass. Ton of stuff coming up. I have, uh, I'm going to play some Howard audio. We went, me and Howard Eskin went at it this week. He was calling me a dope on the air, but he's the dope. The dope. I'm doing the finger thing. That's what he, It's so funny. I love Howard, but I also can't stand him sometimes. Um, but I got that. I got uh, Jim Schwartz, I think, is getting a little too much credit. I'll get into that. I was so right about Ryan Howard. Also, the worst question in sports in October, every single October, it's by far the worst question in sports. That's still on the board if you know it. Uh, please call it out. But up next, up now, is Kyle Newbeck from Liberty Ballers. What is up, my man? What's going on, Porter? How you doing, man? Good. Thanks for hanging in and, and giving me a call. Yeah, man. It's uh, I'm up with the night owls tonight. I guess I normally am, but yeah. I'm normally about to pass out at this time, so... Kyle Newbeck, uh, ma- it up a little bit. managing editor, Liberty Ballers. You can follow him at Kyle Newbeck, N-E-U-B-E-C-K. Uh, I tweeted it as well. But um, Kyle, dude, like Liberty Ballers, you're running the Liberty Ballers. It's it's, and it's it's a good time. It's exciting. Sixers, good things. The, the players are coming on the court. I went and I saw Joel Embiid the other night. I watched him play. I wanted to see him in person, and he is probably 8'6" unofficially oh, dude he is he looks like a yeti out there he's huge I, i've never seen somebody that big on a basketball court up, at least up close anyway um so so when i say joel Embiid 2016-17 season what what do you think so i i get the phrase that comes to mind is measured expectations and that sort of goes along with the theme you've been talking about with the eagles so like the these preseason games you've seen Embiid play for the first time and it hasn't all been pretty. I mean, he's had some struggles here and there on both the offensive and defensive end, but the flashes are just amazing. And you see this guy, like, he leverages his size in so many different ways. On the defensive end, that's just making sure nobody gets a clear shot at the rim. On offense, he's taken a lot of jumpers and fadeaways and stuff, and if he can knock those down, I mean, that's, that's an un unguardable, unblockable shot because he's so huge and his release point is so high that nobody's getting to that. So, I mean, you just see a lot of a lot of different skills put into this athletic, just monstrous package. And the question for me is, obviously the big one is, can he stay healthy? But also, what is the team's plan with him? Is he going to sit out back-to-backs the whole year? Or will that be a thing where eventually they ramp him up to that? Will they ramp up his minutes? That's all is sort of up in the air. So that's that remains to be seen. But I think you can be excited for to watch him grow and develop over the course of this year. So I went to the game, and I was going to watch Joel Embiid, not the Sixers game. And I was focusing on Joel, and obviously, you know, he's the big story. He's big. He's huge. Um, I'm I'm excited for him. I love I love what he's probably going to become. Um, but. Listen, I'm Mr. Hot Takes. I'm trying to find some hot takes, and I'm watching him play. And he's he's running up and down the floor. And I and look, it's he's played 24 preseason total minutes. I get that. Obviously, I'm this is very hot take ish. But uh, <laughs> he's look every time I'm watching him, and I don't know if you were at the game or if you're watching on TV, but a lot of times up and down the court, he's stumbling and tripping, and then. When he's trying to establish position on the block against Martin Gortat or even against um, the backup for the Wizards, his name's escaping me, you probably know it. Uh, Yamahimi. Yes, Yamahimi. Um, he was just getting, like, 
he was kind of flailing a little bit and getting pushed around easily, complaining a little bit to the officials. And I don't, I don't know if that's a permanent thing or that's just the way, way – I don't think that's the way he plays, but it's something I noticed, and I don't want to be Mr. Negative Nancy here, but something that I've noticed that semi-worries me if there's something to be worried about. Is that legit or, or I'm being crazy? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll talk you off the ledge a little bit. I okay. definitely, you definitely see it at times. I mean, again, like you said, he's played 24 minutes, hasn't played in two years, and the critical thing for me is – this is a guy who probably grew two or three inches in those two years while he wasn't playing. So think about like the process that you go through to recover from major surgery and a major health setback like that. Then add on top of that, that your body is growing when it's really, you probably figured you were already done with that part of your, your human development. So he's stacking that on top of it. And then you take into consideration just, the jump in speed of play he's going to see from playing at Kansas to playing. I mean, he's playing in scrimmages and practices and what have you with his teammates, but it's a whole different animal playing. I mean, I'm, you've played sports your whole life, so yep. you know it's different to play. Even if it's a really competitive scrimmage with your team, it's always much different to go against an opponent. It's trying to kick your butt up and down the court. So, I mean – and also, to add on to that, there were times when you could see that he has a burgeoning power game in the post. Like, I know he did get pushed off by Mahimi and Gortat a couple of times. He also pushed Gortat back like a rag doll on more than one occasion. And that's a guy who's he's built like an oak tree. He's been in the, the league for 11 years. So if you could play a guy like that to a draw in your second position, second professional game i think that's a, a pretty nice accomplishment all things considered i agree it's a good that's a very good assessment thank you for that um dario saric who looks good people are excited about him as well he's looked pretty good in preseason uh he's hitting shots he's running the floor he's playing defense i like what i see from dario saric i think he can be a pretty good nba player and i've always thought that but but this just you know another another data point to reconfirm that correct yeah, I, so here's where I'll get a little hot takey. I think he honestly should and will be in the mix for Rookie of the Year this year. And that probably wouldn't have been possible had Ben Simmons been healthy to start the year because Darius Sarge more than likely would have been either a secondary player in the starting lineup or one of the leaders of the Sixers bench unit, probably like a sixth or seventh man, give a change of pace off the offense. For, for the offense and right. so on and so forth. But now that Simmons is out for what's probably going to be at least two to three months, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. Yeah. Sarge and I love that you, you to, snuck the two in there, by the way. Continue. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but Sarge is going to get the chance to start most likely alongside Embiid, and those two fit together like a glove. I know that Embiid has mostly set up shop in the post, but eventually I think you're going to see a lot of big-on-big pick-and-rolls or pick-and-pops with Sarge and Embiid. And if Sarge is hitting shots from three like he has in the first couple preseason games, and that's a big if, it's, there is still the, the translation he has to make from the shorter line overseas. That is, he is a major weapon with his passing skills and his ability to score out of the post and kick out if he gets double-teamed. I think... He is going to be a fan favorite both because of that and 
I mean, you've seen it already. The dude is not afraid to bang with anybody. He'll crash the glass. He's going to be a delight to watch this season. No, he's a, he's a great player, and he's wired right, too. Like, you can just see it. He wants to be great. I, I really like what I see from Dario. And you met, you touched on Simmons, so I'll jump to Simmons. Um, I, I love Ben Simmons. I love everything about him. Uh, I've been on him for a while now, and you have, you have as well, I'm sure. Um, a lot of people have. He looks great. He's going to be great. I have no doubt about it. This injury just stinks. Um, I'm I'm just confident in him, like as a person. So when, when he goes through adversity, I'm just confident he'll figure it out. So now he's facing adversity already. And I they say three months. They say this the whole season. I don't know what it'll be. I just think that he's going to figure it out. Whatever he has to do to do it, I'm confident in him as a person to do it. Sort of like Carson Wentz. They're they're just wired like stars. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, look who Ben Simmons is surrounding himself with off the court, well, technically on the court, but when he's away from his team. In the summertime, this is a guy who's working out with LeBron James, who clearly knows a lot about having to live up to gargantuan hype and putting the work in to become a superstar and not just be a talented player who gets by, but be one of the best who's ever played the game. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that Ben Simmons can accomplish the things that LeBron has in his career. I think that'd be ridiculously unrealistic for anybody. I'll say but it. No, <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I mean, Hey, yeah, look, no, I know what you're saying. He yeah. has the type of, he is the type of talent that if everything breaks, right. If, if the, I don't want to say break cause it's a foot thing, <laughs> but, but if everything lines up correctly at the front office, puts the right pieces around him and he puts the work in the, the sky's the limit for him. And it, he's getting lessons from people from Dwayne Wade, from other guys who are, Long-time veterans, all-stars, star players, NBA Finals MVPs, those type of guys, I, you really can't do much better than that. And I think that he is really in a great position to cash in on the the physical, mental, and just the basketball skills that he already possesses and build on that down the road. Big man situation, uh, obviously it's going to be a problem going forward. It's the it's the story of the off season, and it's going to carry over because the minutes are going to be interesting. The way they disperse them, and then what they do with Noel Okafor, and I guess now Embiid. And I mean Embiid's going to stay, but uh, what what would you do? You're the GM. You're Colangelo. I mean, personally, I, I'm. If you're asking me, I'm keeping Noel, but it just doesn't. It just feels like he's going to be the odd man out. What's your thoughts on the situation? Yeah, I mean, I've been an advocate for Nerlens Noel for the last year or so. I mean, I, you know as well as anybody, this has been sort of a heated dispute within yeah. Sixers world and Sixers fandom. And But the problem is Noel is really not doing himself any favors lately with some of the uh, – I understand his frustrations, and, you know, I'm glad that he put his name on his frustrations and this wasn't like a leaked report where – Sometimes reporters will say, sources say, so-and-so player is unhappy. So Noel being upfront with it and being forthright with his teammates, with the front office, with the coaching staff, I think that's all well and good. But I just think he hasn't really been the best teammate all summer. You didn't really see him around. He wasn't working out with guys. and You can't say the same for the rest of them. I mean, Okafor was in the gym with 
Embiid and Simmons and the rest of the bunch. And I think, like, the writing's on the wall that it looks like the front office is going to deal Noel, if not because of this stuff, at least because they don't want to pay him a ton of money, which he's probably going to command next offseason with the way the salary cap has gone up. So at this point, it looks like Noel's going to go. I would rather hold on to him as insurance rather than Okafor in case Embiid gets hurt. And quite honestly, if, if Embiid stays healthy, the other two don't matter. You could play – you could have Rashawn Holmes as your backup because <laughs> you are building the franchise around Embiid. But we're really not going to know maybe ever if Embiid is a safe prospect to build around. So it's sort of how big of a risk do you want to take on by dealing one of these blue-chip big men. But you have to deal one, right, or, or no? Yeah, no, I definitely think you do because – Right now, what can you do? Way yeah. too many. Yeah, there's too many guys. They need too many minutes. And look, like the ego part is a big deal. Like I know these guys have said all the right things and for the most part done the right things. But at a certain point, like all these guys are top ten picks, seven foot, highly touted big men that played at power schools in college that came to the NBA thinking like I'm going to be the guy. You stack too many of them at one position. I just it's not a tenable situation, especially because it's not like these guys are wings. Like if you had three really awesome wing prospects on the Sixers, you could spread them out between the two, the three, the four. With centers, like you're really you're only going to be able to play one at a time, particularly with the way the league is moving towards pace and space, and the traditional center is sort of dying with the dinosaurs. So. I just I don't think you can keep all three. It really will be, if they all stay healthy, it would be difficult to even keep two of them to manage the egos and all that. But I guess that's probably a conversation for further down the road. Yeah. Um, is this team really bad this year? Is this another 20-win season at, at most? People have talked. I talked to Spike a little bit about this. Is this with Simmons out, is this, are we looking at another bad season? Yeah, I, I do think this team's probably going to hover in that Oh, I think 23 is probably where I've settled for wins. The Vegas came out early and set the over under at 27 and a half, which I thought was with Simmons really though, confident. right? Yeah, it's, right. it's it's off the board after Simmons got hurt. I don't know if they put another total up yet, but yeah, I just think that to make any sort of sizable leap is really hard with the state that they're quote-unquote best talent is that they're just they're too young to carry a team they have a lot of they might have a lot of skills and a lot of strengths but their flaws are going to prevent them from being plus basketball players at this stage in their career now they'll be helped a lot by the uh, the infusion of veterans that Colangelo brought in during the summer and just the overall upgrade and talent but they're going to struggle to I mean to to get to 27 and a half or 28 wins, I guess would be the over. They have to improve by 18 wins from last year. And even if you give them the benefit of the doubt with a couple of those late game collapses last year, that's still a, a Herculean task for any team. If I say January 1st for Ben Simmons, you say too early. I think that's, that's probably right, right around the, the perfect time to bring him back. I would hope that by that point they're only holding them out just to be ultra-cautious. If it, on January 1st they're saying, well, we still don't know, and they're, they're 
wishy-washy about it, then that would lead me to believe that maybe something's up and they might have to go back in and have another procedure. But that's just my uh, WebMD doctor yeah. speaking. You're not so, a... I, I have to trust them with uh, whatever they say the timeline is. That's what they say goes it's as far so, as I'm concerned. It's so funny. We've had probably 18 Novacare or whoever doctors on the station the past two weeks talking about this injury or whatever, and everyone has their own prognosis everybody knows what's going to happen i actually made a bet with turtle and spike that he would play january by january 1st i think i'm probably going to be wrong but i'm i was just being i hope he does man. i mean i I think that'd be great because look it would have been awesome to have him play all 82 games or at least close to all 82 but if he comes back he's 100 percent healthy and they they hit the ground running in the new year with simmons and toe and everybody else is still intact i think they can still have a successful year and get a lot of developmental minutes together that will really benefit the franchise long-term. All right, Kyle Newbeck, libertyballers.com. Follow him on Twitter. Thanks, Kyle. No problem, Porter. Talk, Talk to you, to you soon. All right.